0: Cell phones, cell phone chargers, earphones, headphones, laptops, desktops, flat screen TVs, Wi-Fi routers, servers, buddy beats, mobile money, WhatsApp, Facebook, Oracle, Windows, Google, Pastel, etc, etc. What have they got all in common? It's all technology. In 2013. 20- 2013, as a business and management consultant, I was contracted for three months to help save an ICT consulting business that was going under. I ended up staying there for 20 months. Now, I must confess, my interest in things tech to that point was limited to using Microsoft Office, a few cell phone apps, and other things like accounting packages. Because the business I was consulting in was an ICT, I had to get my head around how one produces successful results in ...in such a kind of business. Getting to understand this opened up a whole new world for me. There are basically two lines of technology. Hardware technology and software technology. And these have to work together. Now the company that I was contracted to was into software. In the 20 months that I was there, I went through quite a few different experiences... ...that shaped the career that now I am on. Okay. We won a few large contracts delivered some major services, and piloted a fintech first in the world. At the end of it all, I was both happy, elated, and also dismayed. Now, I was elated over tech because 1. I discovered this other whole world that I really enjoyed and became passionate about. 2. I had not realized that I was an efficiency fanatic, and tech, especially software tech, is all about exponential efficiency. Now, three, this is the tool that Zimbabwe and Africa as a whole need to embrace and harness to deal quickly with challenges and to provide a much better standard of life for the African people. Now, on the other hand, I was dismayed. The sobering reality hit me that for all the tech we use in Zimbabwe, over 98% of it is imported from out of Zimbabwe and Africa. Now, let's just take this into context. Remember the technologies I listed at the beginning of this podcast. All that and so much, much more are imported. We have over the years externalized huge foreign currency to import each and every tech product we use in this country. That equates to billions of dollars since 1980 and tens if not hundreds of millions every year. I'm even speaking about things you might not necessarily think about in the tech space. Things like car radios, computer systems in cars, remotes for electric gates, even traffic lights. But another thing that dismayed me was the lack of software developers in Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe has something like 14 universities, polytechnics and tens of colleges offering IT courses and producing thousands of graduates each year. Add to this, the international online courses, many more take and that is adds even more people added to the IT pool. Despite all these institutions producing graduates of IT qualifications in Zimbabwe, Zimbabwe is not producing software developers. This phenomenon is not restricted to just Zimbabwe, but it is generally the case in sub-Saharan Africa. So much so that most of the outside Africa who do produce the software that we use actually believe that Africans cannot be good at producing software applications. And from my experience, even more sad is that a lot of Africans ourselves don't believe in our own ability to produce quality software applications. Meanwhile, in my consulting company, of all the products, projects we ran, we partnered with or were agents for Indian, American, and European software companies. As I dealt with these partners and solution providers, I became aware that they were operating throughout all of sub-Saharan Africa. In most countries, they had similar arrangements with other partners just like ourselves. And because African companies, governments, organizations, and individuals were using predominantly non-African tech, that made Africa as a whole was externalizing billions each year in this, in this sector. On the flip side, there is negligible intra-African trade in software and we make nothing from exporting African software to the rest of the world. So the question that came to me was, could there be a truth that what the rest of the world thought that Africans cannot code? You know, that response was reflexive in my mind was, of course we can. Then, of course, the internal dialogue started and the next question was, so where was the African software that I and other Africans and African organizations were using that was produced by African programmers. At that time in 2015, when I had this conversation with myself, I I must honestly say I couldn't answer this question. And so I decided that to prove to myself and others that Africans can develop and not just any software, but quality software, I was going to produce software myself. Crazy, yeah. Why? Why? Because I'm actually a trained and qualified accountant with many years of experience. And so with fear, apprehension, but also excitement, I set out on this new career as a developer of software. Now, five years later, I'm still on that journey. Have I produced software products? Yes, I have. In the following podcast, I'll chronicle the journey of how, well, actually we with my partner, have built African software products and an African software company. Till next time. See you. Bye-bye.